This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Finding, Finding the, the fun. fun. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. A man gets internet shame for his Insta post about his curvy wife and why Tinder is making people delete their tiger selfies. Oh, no. It's about time. It's good. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, Angela, it's just you and I this week. What is going on? Well, hi, Laura. Hi. Um. So remember my boss that I talked about a couple of episodes ago? Yeah, the really hot one that came to you for <laughs> dating advice. Right. Um. Listen, he already has a big enough ego. We don't have to call him the really hot one. He was the really hot one, like the Bradley Cooper-esque boss. Yes, exactly. Well, my story does revolve around his inherent hotness, so I guess it's okay. So he... um. He offered to pay me to bumble for him. Shut up. I mean, granted, he was drinking at the time, but he was like, I'm very serious. <laughs> what? Um, so I was trying to like bargain with him, like how much I'd be making here. Would you be making like more per hour than you make at your job? Um, no, I would be making like the same. He said like $5 per match, but I would get a bonus if it leads to a relationship. Okay, that's fair. Not a bad side gig, you know? Not a bad side hustle. So like, yeah, I never really thought uh, he, he was truly serious or that we would ever get to actually do this. Until he Venmoed you like $75? No, until he came to me with his phone the next day and was like, all right, here you go. Because I was really cocky when he, I was like, uh, listen, do you know what the name of my podcast is? Like, I am an expert. I've written a book. I have a sketch show. I wrote a pilot. <laughs> if anything ever made someone an expert, it's having a sketch show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, maybe don't mention the sketch show. Okay. <laughs> but so like, I was super confident. I was like, I'm a pretty witty person. Like, I could do this. That's how you, I always said you were the wittiest texter I've ever met. I'm, yeah, maybe not in person, but via text, I, I have great charm. You're also great in person too. I'm just saying your tech skills are out of this effing world. Well, thank you. So yeah, he came to me with his bumble and I was holding it in my hand, looking at the kind of girls that he talks to, which I should clarify are definitely like not the kind of girls that I personally know in real life. Like (laughs) they're not really people that I've had at least comfortable conversations with. What are they like? Um, well, he only dates nines and tens. Okay. Or he tries to. Um, well, but you're judging that they're nine or two. No, far. no. They, this is the fr- this is what he told me. Oh God, this guy. Yes. This yes. dude. <laughs> so. That's his phrasing. I thought you were. I thought I was like, wow. I'm surprised you're putting a number on no, women. No, that I don't, doesn't I sound don't like you. Judge women like they're dogs in a dog show. <laughs> I didn't think you did. Do they judge dogs with a number scale? I don't Probably. know. Probably. But still, it's it's inappropriate. It totally is. So yeah, he's like talking to these, you know, like supermodel girls with like beautiful hair and white teeth and uh, people that intimidate me. Let's okay. just be real. <laughs> so like I was like, huh, I should not have been so cocky because I don't know what to say to these people. This is not my demographic. <laughs> and I realized like, cause he was all like, cause he always asks me for advice and I'm like, Oh, you have to be witty and charming, whatever. And then I like, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think that you have to be witty and charming because like, I'm not like a handsome cisgendered straight white man who has all this power. He doesn't have to do a damn thing. He can just say Hi. I'm confused. Why is he having trouble dating? Are the women not... What is his dating conundrum? Um, well, he like, you know, he goes on a lot of dates, but I think he, he told me he's looking for someone who makes him melt and he has not found that person yet. Okay, so it's not... He doesn't need help. Like, he's personally struggling. Like, he's locking down the dates. He, it's, it's that he's having trouble with the people he's choosing. Is right. that it's, it? it? And I think maybe, so why does he need you to text these people? It's, well, he initially he was like, well, you have to like find a girl for me. So like the kind of girl that I would have chosen would not have been the women perhaps that he was like talking to already. Yeah. But he was just like, I think he the was, women from he was the afraid to like really let me let loose. So he was like, here, like pick one of these three and you can like message one of these three. 
And what were who, the, yeah, who were, were, the three? were like frequenting Yacht Week. Yeah. What were the who were the three? Um they all were like very waspy, you know, like drinking wine on a boat. <laughs> lots of, <laughs> lots of white shorts. Okay. Um, you would never wear white shorts. You'd wear shorts, not white ones. You know, I've been thinking about buying white pants lately, and maybe this is a direct response <laughs> to what I'm experiencing. <laughs> but I've never owned them before. And Labor Day is coming up, so if I'm going to buy them, I think that's that the rule, rules. right? No, that rule's old. What is it, before right, Labor See, Day? The, these women would know. If you want me to describe them, they would know when to wear white pants. Okay, so how did it go? Who did you text? And what I didn't did you text say? anyone. I sat there for 20 minutes, and I was like, I have power in my hands that I've never experienced before, and I don't know what to do, and I'm paralyzed. So he came back, and I was just like, you know what? You're doing fine. You don't need me. <laughs> Um, and that was that. And he he just he SMH'd and walked away. What's SMH? Shake my head. Oh, sorry. I'm so old. I don't know these acronyms. Oh. I mean, that's already an old acronym. I'm like dating myself by using it. Oh my god. Um. Well, that's hilarious. Yeah. I don't. It's hard to be the, a guy talking to a girl. It's like, not though. <laughs> or maybe. Well, I guess it's it's uh easy to be a handsome guy. Why don't you just be like. I mean, what if you texted like something that he would never do? Like, hey, uh, want, um, I would love to like do a picnic with you and we write each other poems. And and then he's like, you like create this whole insane date that he that uh, someone like him would never do. And then he's like stuck and has to do that date. That'd be a funny prank to play. Except I think about myself on the receiving end. Like if I genuinely wanted to like help him and like if somebody sent me like a long elaborate thing that I hardly know, I'd be like, what? Maybe not if you're a yacht girl. Yeah. But that's the thing is Maybe I don't know. Maybe that'd be refreshing know, to the yacht girl. I don't know the yacht girl's brains. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I find that too. Like I was, my friend, I think I, I told the story before. My friend was like, here, text some guys for me. And I like freaked out and was like, I, I actually don't even, it's hard when the phone is in your palm. It feels so different than like telling somebody what to say or giving them advice. When the phone is in your palm, you feel this insane power. It's very overwhelming. Well, it's because it's, it's one thing when you're doing it for yourself, but when you're doing it for someone else, you're like, oh, I can like, I could ruin their chance at love with this person. Yeah. So yeah, the stakes are very high. They are. They feel very high. Uh, So I panicked. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right. You want to know what's going on with me? Yeah. What's up? Okay. So my friend Eva and I, we did a like a little ceramics date recently where oh. it, it was like BYOB ceramics. I'm you very, love ceramics. I've been very into ceramics. I'm into to painting ceramics. I love ceramic mugs and pictures. <laughs> Loving my ceramics. Anyway, she was telling me about this guy she recently went out with and then showed me the text and I was so baffled. I was like, oh, I have to. I have to talk about this on my podcast. So she screenshotted the text and sent them to me for, and I just need to get your take on this. That was very nice of her. Thank you for providing us with content, yeah, Eva. Thank you, Eva. So she went out with this guy on Bumble also. Oh, so I, hot right now. I know. I won't say his first name, but like, it was like, let's call him, let's call him George. It's like, she saved him, of course, as George Bumble. <laughs> um, so she went on this date and I guess on the date she was like, oh, we should like hang out again. And, and like, they were like, they drank a lot. So she was kind of drunk. She's like, we should hang out again, right? So can you be the guy? Okay. Okay. So start from she says, where he says, can't say I remember a woman. Okay. Okay. So this was the first text after they had hung out. Is that right? Okay. So he says. Or this is the night of. This is the night. So this is, this is the night 1027 after their date. Okay. Can't say I remember a woman asking for a second date on the first date. That was refreshing with like the side eye emoji. Well, I hope you wanted one too. Night guy. Then the next morning at eight in the morning, she is sobered up. Hey, George. I'm just going to say George. George, (laughs) had a great time meeting you last night. I would love to hang out again, but as friends. Either way, I hope you have such an amazing trip. But as friends? Really? What's the point? I have guy friends, but like I said, I completely understand. Am I missing something? Sounds very different than what you led me to believe last night. No, not at all. I was just thinking last night about it and just didn't feel that dating spark. I really like you as a person. Think you're great. 
Eva, stop with the BS. Ha ha. I mean, really. Didn't feel the, quote, dating spark after an hour of hanging out, thinking face emoji. And rather than letting it just fade out, you decided to wake up and essentially reject me after telling me you wanted to see me again before I left. Very nice of you. Okay, not sure what to say besides I'm sorry. I thought you were genuinely a nice person, but you're shitty. <laughs> all the all that time wasted. See ya. I'm sorry that's how you feel. Take care. Wow. Wow. Isn't okay. this special? Isn't this special? So what could she possibly... I mean, like, he got very angry. And the whole time... I got to give props to her because I feel like she kept like a calm, sweet mm-hmm. demeanor and kept responding to him. Whereas for me, I would have been like, whoa, look, dude, I'm not into you. OK, like chill yeah, out. Like, I'm, calm down. Calm down. I'm feeling a little aggression from you here. Or I would have just maybe like blocked him or like or just stopped responding. Right. But she the whole time kept like calm. She's like the sweetest person ever. I love her. Which is and it's a good way to be when you're dealing with crazy people. True. Just stay calm and nice. What do you, what are your thoughts on this? Well, so you were able to get the background information from her. So I'm interested to know um, the whole time she knew that she wanted to be friends with him or like, because when she said she wanted to hang out with him again, was it his response to her saying that that turned her off? Or no, no, I don't think his response turned her off at all. I think they had like a good time and they were drinking and they were like hanging out and she was just kind of like, oh, hey, like, yeah, let's like do this again. Let's hang out. And, uh, and then and then she went home that night and kind of thought about it a little more and was like, oh, man, like, I guess I, like, told that guy I want to hang out again, but uh, I'm really not that into him. Like, you know, you, you go home and you process the date a little bit, and I think she just realized, like, uh, I don't really see – I'm not excited to, like, make out with this guy. I don't right. see myself with him. And once she had gone home and kind of processed it, which I think is such a good thing to do, I think it's good to process it and like in the moment maybe you're like oh my god like either I don't like this person or I do but it takes a little time to really think about it and she thought about it later that night and then realized like ah I like that guy's cool he was cool we we did have fun but I would hang out with him just as a friend I don't really want to like make out with him or hook up right and I do think this maybe is kind of a lesson that like if you meet somebody on Bumble or Tinder or whatever they're not looking for friends so like I do feel like I wouldn't even bother suggesting being friends. I would just more so be like, eh, I didn't really feel it. Let's not hang out again. Yeah, that's true. Like putting the friends thing on the table can almost be more insulting sometimes. But you know what? This is what's so frustrating. She could have so easily ghosted him, which is what so many people do. And instead she took the like kind, mature route and told him and said, hey, I just didn't feel that dating spark, but I really did enjoy you as a person and I think you're great. Like she couldn't have been nicer about it and more honest about it. And then look what she got. She got this person saying that she's that she's not a nice person and that she's a shitty person. Yeah. And all that time was wasted. And it's like, okay, fuck you, George. Okay. <laughs> Like, like she took the mature, kind, empathetic route instead of ghosting your ass. And then this is why people ghost. Because this is you, why people ghost. This is why people ghost so they don't have to deal with aggressive dummies like George. Right. And, like, I get that George was disappointed, but the way he reacted was completely inappropriate and really telling, actually. So I think that Eva has good instincts. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That is a really good point. Yeah, I'm like she. She really like lucked out. Imagine like if they get in a fight, this guy's just gonna like. Turn. Yeah, like from zero to sixty. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus. So she definitely had good instincts to not go out with this guy. But I mean, I I hope this is not a warning for people because I like that she was honest, and I wish more people were honest like she was and just told people like, hey, I actually think you're a super cool person. You didn't do anything wrong in the date. I just genuinely didn't feel that spark with you. And I wish his response would have been like, hey, I really appreciate you telling me that. Like, you're really cool, too. I have a lot of friends. I'm not really looking to, like, add some more friends into the mix. But, like, it was nice going out with you. Really fun. See you around. Right. Would have been, like, the cool response of dummy George. (laughs) But I think because you can never control other people's reactions to things, you just have to take, like, a lesson from Eva and, like, do what she did and then stay calm like she did. Take the high road. All right. So anyways, I thought that was interesting. Good, good advice for everybody. You ready to jump into what's in the news? Yes. What have you been reading about? 
So I don't know if you guys and you, Laura, saw the the Instagram post that recently went viral um, about the the man who loves his curvy wife. I had not heard about it until you told me about it, and I was so baffled. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's interesting. I saw some people sharing it on my Facebook, and I was like, mm, it didn't like sit quite well with me. And then sure enough, New York Mag, Madison Malone Kircher wrote a piece about the internet backlash to this post. Um, so if you guys haven't heard about it, I will I will explain. There's this man named Robbie Tripp who describes himself in his Instagram bio as TEDx speaker, husband to a curvy goddess. And he posted a picture of him kissing his curvy goddess wife and wrote this long, long self-congratulatory rant. By the way, his wife is like, his wife is beautiful and like normal sized. I mean, yeah, it's like she looks exactly like me when I have no pants on. <laughs> to, to be clear, she was in a bikini. Yeah, she was in a bikini. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like she's curvy, I'm curvy, whatever. It's not newsworthy, but this man felt the need to write this long post about it. Um, shall I read it? Please read his post so we get some context. Okay, so he wrote... Oh, and by the way, his wife's name is Sarah, which you'll notice. He doesn't mention until the very bottom of the post. Like, like he more... Instead of being like, I'm a husband to Sarah, which I see some people write sometimes on their Instagram or their Facebook or their Twitter. They're like, you know, loving husband of Sarah. Instead, it's like loving husband of curvy goddess. It's like, uh, okay, your curvy goddess has a name. Yeah, How about you just say her name? She's Her name is not curvy goddess. You're fetishizing her. You are. And like, what if, what, what if all of a sudden, like, what if she loses weight? What if she gets some like thyroid problem? Are you not going to love your curvy goddess Are you going to have to change your bio? No. <laughs> all right. So this is what he wrote. He wrote, I love this woman and her curvy body. As a teenager, I was often teased by my friends for my attention to girls on the thicker attraction, side. Attraction. I'm sorry. Attraction to girls on the thicker side. Ones who were shorter and curvier. Girls that the average basic bro might refer to as chubby or even fat. Okay. All right. <laughs> Then, as I became a man and started to educate myself on issues such as feminism and how the media marginalizes women by portraying a very narrow and very specific standard of beauty, thin, tall, lean. Which is true. True. Glad that you're aware of it. Whatever. What's your name again? Robbie. Robbie. Um, He said, I realized that many men have bought into that lie. For me, there is nothing sexier than this woman right here. Thick thighs, big beauty, cute little big side booty, roll. Big booty, big booty, <laughs> etc. You said beauty, big oh, booty. I said, no, I said booty. It oh, might okay. have sounded like beauty because... Oh, oh, okay, sorry. Booties are beautiful. They are. Um, her shape and size won't be the one featured on the cover of Cosmopolitan, but it's the one featured in my life and my heart. Okay, not only is that sentence so cheesy. Okay, Cosmopolitan has started curvy ladies they have they feature all different kinds of women now i mean at least when they had this one editor uh joanna something anyways uh <laughs> long live joanna something well i don't know i heard they had a new editor and some of and I'm anyway, anyway 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 keep going um there's nothing sexier to me than a woman who is both curvy and confident this gorgeous girl i married fills out every inch of her jeans and is still the most beautiful one in the room hold on fills out every inch of her jeans I mean, if you're buying the right size jeans, <laughs> isn't everybody filling out every well, inch of their jeans? He's just finding a, po- finding a poetic way to, once again, call his wife fat. Yeah. Um, uh, guys, rethink what society has told you that you should desire. A real woman is not a por- porn store. Sorry, that's a hard one for me. Porn star or a bikini mannequin or a movie character. She's real. She has beautiful stretch marks on her hips and cute little dimples on her booty. Oh, Okay. All He's right. just like picking apart and picking analyzing every apart, analyzing. I, I'd be like I'd be like, I love Robbie. He's got his ingrown hair on his on his <laughs> left leg and he's got like a mole that is like different sh- colors and shapes. Like that's not how you describe people. You don't need to describe every little like detail of their body that's not perfect. So he ends up by saying, Girls, don't ever fool yourself by thinking that you have to fit a certain mold to be loved and appreciated. There is a guy out there who is going to celebrate you for exactly who you are, someone who will love you like I love my Sarah. Needless now, to say, the internet didn't like this post. Well, to be clear, his intentions are correct. He, uh, like, are good. They're good. They're good. Curvy women, like everything he says about like body image and media and that, that curvier women should be confident that there is someone who will love them for who they are. That is all true. But 
he's just spending a little bit too much time being like, what a hero I am for loving a fat woman. I'm going to make a post about it. Exactly. Um, so a lot of women on the internet started responding. People, even guys. And guys, uh, pretty hilariously. Here are some of the best responses that they rounded up. Uh, strong contender for least fave type of male feminist is man who thinks liking a curvy woman is revolutionary. That was Julia Pugacheski. Mm-hmm. Thank you for pronouncing Julia's last name for me. Um, <laughs> I think I think the Russian in me. Yes, yes. Pugacheski. Naturally. Yeah. Uh, Amanda Mole tweeted, it's been like three hours and I still want to physically fight. I love my curvy wife and her cellulite Instagram dude. <laughs> uh, at the other Jeff, excited whispers. He doesn't hate his curvy wife. What a progressive here. At Burger Von Stat tweeted, I'm in awe of curvy wife guy for having the courage to admit that he married a perfectly normal woman. May that we all have such fortitude. <laughs> and finally, this one's my favorite. Laura and I really love this one. At Tormney Pickles, good Instagram handle, said, I love my idiot husband. I don't care what society says. I like how dumb he is. I love his very smooth brain. I love his hair. He tried to cut himself. Oh, my God. I love his very smooth brain. I love... (laughs) Smooth brain is now our favorite insult for someone. Smooth brain is our favorite insult ever. I love my idiot husband. I don't care what society says. Like... I like how dumb he is. I love his very smooth brain. I love his hair. He tried to cut himself. Oh, my God. I could just read that 100,000 times. I know. So New York Mag did make it a point to point out that his wife, Sarah, made her own Instagram post. So she's like totally fine with his post and his language. Yeah, so she loves her cool idiot husband. She loves her idiot husband and his smooth <laughs> brain. Um, but the, I'll use their phrasing. They said, for every other dude and non-dude out there reading this, please don't think for a second that this is an okay thing to do. Your wife, based on the fact that you two got ma- got uh, married, probably already knows you're into her. Skip the Instagram. Or like, I think it'd be totally fine if he posted like an Instagram picture of them at the beach and be like, be like, romantic day with my hot wife. But he doesn't need to go in about how like she's hot and like not the stereotypical hot. Like I like her because they're like cellulite fat ass hot. Like, right. And like how people would mock him for being attracted to her. Yeah. Like no. if somebody wrote that about me, I would that would really hurt my feelings. If somebody like I have a larger nose, for example. So if Ian made an Instagram post and was like, some people might make fun of me for dating this big schnoz lady, but I love her. <laughs> <laughs> that would not make me feel good at all. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Doesn't that put it into perspective for you? It really does. It really does. Some people might make fun of me for dating this big schnoz lady. Like I would be like, a simple "you're pretty" would have done it. Yeah, and like, don't get me wrong. Like, both Angela and I love some like praise from our sig others on Instagram. Right, sure. you have a rule of like one Instagram post a month. Is it? Is that your rule? <laughs> it's an unspoken rule, so we don't speak about it. Okay. Well, the rule is one loving Instagram post a month, and like, and I'm sure you would love if that Instagram post is like, like love my like sexy girlfriend Angela, right? But yeah, yeah. if it, if it went on to be like love my sexy girlfriend Angela despite her schnoz right. nose. <laughs> <laughs> like, her that, schnoz nose that would not be cool noses on noses on noses that would not be cool uh yeah and like i do want you to love me for my imperfections not in spite of them but i just don't want you to phrase it in that way that you is, know you know what you totally put that in perspective yeah same with me i want nick to be like love laura and like she's so hot and sexy and beautiful, but I wouldn't want him to be like, despite her like weird freckles or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So that's, that's that. I, I think it's a polarizing issue because I know that some people still are like, you know, like, oh, what a cute post. So whatever. Let, let us know what you guys think. Yeah. I would be curious to know. Um, what are you reading, Laura? Okay. So I was reading the New York Daily News. This is an article by Megan Cerullo. Tinder bans tiger selfies from dating app in response to PETA plea. And Angela, we have talked a lot about the douchebags that post tiger selfies on Instagram or on Tinder and Instagram yeah, and anywhere. It's an epidemic. Yes. So the dating app Tinder has asked its users to take down pictures of themselves with tigers after a 
plea from PETA Australia. Posing next to a king of the jungle doesn't make you one, Tinder said in an announcement on its blog. It's time for the tiger selfies to go. So they made this announcement after PETA wrote a letter to its co-founder and chairman, this guy, Sean Rad, who we've actually interviewed. We interviewed yes. him for our Cosmo article. Uh, nice guy, nice guy. Uh, he, they asked him to ban tiger selfies. This is what a Peter staffer, Ashley Fruno, said of the, quote, selfish selfies. Baby tigers and other animals used at photo attractions are typically torn away from their distraught mothers when they're just days old and then subjected to extreme stress and physical abuse. Tinder post, Tinder's post then praised its user base but said that its enthusiasts sometimes create posts, profiles that are a bit too savage. And they decided to make this announcement uh, on July 28th, this was a day before International Tiger Day. Apparently, Aww. there's an International Tiger Day, which I'm sure some users that, that have pictures with tigers would then like post all their pictures. Mm-hmm. So they were like, please don't do that. They donated $10,000 to Project Cat, which is a global movement to protect tigers. And they suggested that instead of posting pictures with the tigers, how about post a picture of them volunteering at an animal shelter or conserving water by drinking rosé, <laughs> which I think was a joke. Yeah, Yeah. not a bad one. Not a bad idea. But uh, I agree. I would never date a guy that posts a picture posing with a tiger because you know me. I'm like a huge, huge animal lover, animal advocate, all that jazz. I would love a guy that volunteered in an animal shelter. I would 100% swipe right on that. Yeah, I think that sometimes people will like go on vacation or, you know, go to places where they had this opportunity and they're like, oh, so cute. Like, I like tigers. I want a picture. But then, like, it's really sad if you've ever actually seen one of those things. They like chain the tiger down. So fucked up. Sometimes they're like kind of drugged, so they're not mean. It's really upsetting. Like, when I look at a picture like that, I'm not like, ah, I'm like, "Uh, I want to cry. I was at our Basel with Nick and we went to this art event and they had a tiger in this like really tiny cage just like in the middle Ugh. of this like loud party with like a DJ and people dancing and oh drinking. Oh my God. I'm surprised that there were not people protesting that. I like, I took a picture and sent it to my friend that works at the ASPCA, but I don't think the ASPCA, they don't, I don't think they deal with like wildlife as much as they right. deal with like, they save, they do like so much amazing work saving like dogs from dog fighting rinks and like, and cats and other animals, but um, so I don't ever know what happened with it. But it was horrifying and so sad to see. Yeah. So take if you have a tiger selfie, not only should you take it down. Well, Tinder's going to take it down for you, but uh, no, I think they they can't take it down. They're just oh, they ask, can't. They're, I think they're they're kind of banning it in a way they're asking you to take it down. Okay, got it. it well, then like. take it down and then like I don't know, realign your karma, go volunteer somewhere. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be a nice thing to do. All right, we are about to jump into our mailbox, but first, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor. All right, Angela, we are going to jump into the mailbox, but first, a couple episodes ago, we had an episode called Dating with Disabilities, and that was inspired by one of our listeners, Sarah, who wrote in, she's blind and she wanted to know about whether she should put that she's blind on her dating profile. And so anyways, we decided to do a whole episode on dating with disabilities. And then we heard from Sarah who wrote in. What did she say? Yes, we were so happy to hear from Sarah. Sarah wrote, I just wanted to say thank you for having an episode on dating with a disability. I appreciated it. And I'm sure others who have a disability or know someone who has a disability appreciated it. It was amazing to see that so long after I sent you my original question, this topic was still something you both considered discussing further. Thank you again. Just another reason to add why I love the podcast. She does say, P.S. I'm still single and it fucking sucks. Honestly, gave up on (laughs) Tinder. Bumble is still not accessible and guys are still afraid to go on a date with a blind person. I know. But she says, your podcast is one of the things that makes me okay with my nun status. Love you guys. Oh, well, I'm sorry that guys are still being big dummies, but... This, this email made me really happy because we love hearing from listeners after we do an episode, whether it struck a chord with them or it touched them. So it was really cool to hear from Sarah because her question, like, I don't know, it was like months and months and months ago, inspired us to do this episode. So yeah. it was really cool. And Sarah, it's worth waiting for a guy who will um, be, be like the best match for you. Exactly. You don't want to settle for a dummy now. Nope. Don't do it. 
Dummy's been a word I've been using a lot lately. Well, there's a lot of dummies out there. There are. Well, I think I just like, I like that word better than some alternative words. I think that you've rubbed off on me. Yeah. I think I use dummy because you use dummy. I've been using dummy a lot because before I'd be like fuckhead or like, I used to use douchebag way too much, you know? And then I was like, eh, I, I still use that word sometimes, but I just hate that word. And so I've been using the word dummy a lot. It's like very middle school. It is. Like maybe I'll go back to calling people jerks. Yeah. You're they, a jerk. Yeah. Try that. Maybe that'll rub <laughs> off on me. Yeah. All right. What else do we have in the mailbox though, uh, from listener questions? Okay. Now we have a question from Tyler. Tyler says, I'm seeing this girl who I have very strong feelings for and know she likes me a lot too. We talk constantly and call each other cute names. She's met my family and we talk about going on trips together, but we're not official. I'm currently out of the country and that's the only reason I haven't asked her to be my girlfriend. But the other night she was talking to me about how she was convinced that real relationships don't exist anymore. Then I went to sleep and she said something along the lines of good night, baby, with two kissy face emojis. Should I just chalk it up to poor past experiences and show her that I can work with the right person or keep worrying about it? Ooh. Uh, Okay. So I think the fact that he is, she definitely wants him to ask her to be his girlfriend. I agree. I think she does. She definitely does. They call each other cute names and then she's, they, yeah, she's met his family. They talk about going on trips. I don't understand why they're not official just because you're currently out of the country on a trip like you could do long distance and she's kind of like negging at you and to to be honest passive aggressively asking you by saying like real relationships don't exist anymore because she's basically saying what you have is not a real relationship because it's not official yet she says things like good night baby so I think like you're assuming she doesn't want to be in a relationship but it's Completely the opposite. And I know it can be confusing when you're actually in the situation to see things clearly, but she 100% wants to be your girlfriend from what, from the details you've given me. And I think you just need to ask her. I still don't get a clear reason of why you don't want to be her girlfriend. Just the fact you're out of the country. That, and I guess her saying things like she doesn't want a real relationship. But yeah, I think that when she says things like that, it's kind of, she's giving you the perfect opportunity to be like, actually, Did she say think, she or I'm sorry, no, she said she doesn't believe real relationships exist anymore. So she wants so, yeah. one. She, she wants one. She just doesn't believe they don't exist because you're not asking her to be your girlfriend. Yeah. You have to be like, I will show you that real relationships exist. Don't say it like that. But yeah, but step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I think it's that simple. I agree with you. I think she's nagging him. I mean, Grant, keep in mind, hey, maybe take her at face value and, and she just wants to have this weird relationship where you're talking and being cutesy but not putting a label on it. But it sounds like she wants the real thing. If you want it too, I think you just need to have a conversation. I mean, I know it's like awkward, but in like a cute way, be like, I would like to be your boyfriend if you want to be my girlfriend and like make it really cute and yeah. and just have the conversation and then... And then it'll be official. Did you and Ian have the official conversation? Yes, because I demanded it. Oh, okay. <laughs> how did you demand it? I, I mean, that's just how I roll, I guess. I like hearing things spelled out plainly. Um, so after we had been dating a few months, I was just kind of like, are you seeing... Well, no. I asked him if he was seeing other people pretty early on. And he said no. So that was that answered that question. And then like, yeah, a couple months into it, I was like, so am I your girlfriend? It's just semantics. You know? And like we kind of danced around it a little bit. And then uh, I saw a text to his friend where he was like, I have a girlfriend now. And I was like, oh, that's me, I guess. <laughs> I'm assuming. But he confirmed that it How was. How did you see the text? Uh well, I, I think that I was asking him if I was his girlfriend and then he showed me the text. Oh, okay. So, so he already was calling you his girlfriend before you knew right, you were. Right, That happens sometimes. Ambush, ambush relationship status. See, that happens sometimes. Like some people, I think with like maybe, yeah, a lot of guys specifically, they just like assume like, oh, well, of course, of course we're boyfriend, girlfriend because I'm not seeing anyone else. Right. But yeah, you got to spell it out. Nick asked me like officially. I really loved it. I really do love that. He asked me like pretty early on. He was like, will you be my girlfriend? I was like, yes. I was so excited. I was so <laughs> excited. It was crazy. Uh, Almost right. more exciting than getting proposed to. I think it was <laughs> because like the proposal like kind of knew was happening because we had talked about it for so long. I mean like years. 
Um, but the girlfriend thing, because it happened so early on, and like you hear so many horror stories of not being official with guys when he asked me. I was so excited. I mean, there's still like challenges after that. It's not like smooth sailing. And like, and after that, like I wouldn't hear from him like on weeknights because he was like a painter and didn't understand that like Saturday night is like a date night. But and so I was like, I'm not your girlfriend or not. I don't understand. It's Saturday night. But like, I felt so good knowing I had a boyfriend and that it was official. It just feels, it just like takes such a weight off you. It does. I, st- I still get excited thinking about, and he asked me when we were like naked in bed. It was hot. All right. All right. If you guys want to know that, if you guys want your listener TMI, if you want your listener questions answered, or if you have funny text messages from an app you want to share, email us at contact at this is why you're single show.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why your single show.com now let's dive in to our reason of the week this week's reason is finding, finding the, the fun. fun we get here a lot of complaints about how dating feels like a job for example i was recently on my trip in greece and yes, there were some nice. like very nice it was fun i know i always feel like such a such a like a, a bougie, a, bougie a bougie lady. a bougie diva whenever I say the word Greece. Uh, anyways, there were some girls on the trip, and they were just talking the whole time about how much dating sucks. And I'm thinking and like huh, complaining about like oh dating and guys. Ugh. It's like I don't mean to say that you can't complain at all because of course there there is so much to complain about. But I'm thinking they were complaining so much the entire trip. I'm thinking duh, guys can probably sense how much you hate dates like you don't even like dates right they're like no no first dates suck I'm like okay well guys can probably sense how miserable you are on a date I'm like do you enjoy like the texting part of it and they're like oh no like that part sucks i'm like okay well people can probably tell when you're not like having fun texting someone you have to like find some parts you enjoy or people are going to be able to, to tell right right yeah i mean it's crazy that they were saying that they don't even enjoy the going on the date part because then what is it all for you know like I know that they want to just, I guess, like flash forward to like pajama time, like committed relationship, eating chicken fingers on the couch together. But you know what? That's not as exciting as like first dates. It's not. And people forget it. Like my friends that are early on in relationships, I'm like, and they're freaking out. Like, is he going to text? Is he going to call me? I'm like, you have to, and you have to chill out. You have to enjoy this part. This is the butterfly phase. It's the most fun phase. And I know you're not going to realize that until so much far down the road. But a lot of people don't enjoy each face because they're trying to like get so far ahead, you know? And I think like if you're starting to feel burnt out like that, we, we always talk about like dating fatigue or like swiping fatigue. So it, you have to recognize that in yourself and maybe like take a break for a little bit and then get back into it and you won't feel as like burnt out by the whole thing. Yeah. You know, they say like if you're feeling sad, if you smile, the physicality of you putting on a smile actually tricks your brain into thinking you're happy and you can and you'll feel like a little bit of I don't know if it's endorphins or what but I think it's kind of like that if you can trick yourself into having fun dating and remember what was fun like years ago or whatever point you did enjoy dating I think you can trick yourself into enjoying dating again and you know (laughs) yeah so you just like force yourself to smile well, yes, I do that a lot. You just like smile if you're feeling kind of down, but you just have to kind of trick yourself. I know it's easy for two people in relationships to tell you like dating's so fun. Why are you not having fun? But you know, maybe in a way we're the best people because we can remember what we liked when we met someone. Right. And and yeah, you. We were talking earlier about how you kind of get this frantic energy when you're dating and you become like a different version of yourself. So I think we're like we're on the calmer end of the spectrum now. We can look back on that time in our life and be like, oh, wow, I should have just calmed down and enjoyed it. Exactly. It's so much easier on reflection, but you got to do your best. And we're going to explore this more in our Reason of the Week Breakdown. When dating has become a drag, you have to bring yourself back to the mindset of when you did enjoy dating. We are going to dig into this more in a game we call Fun Fun Upping Each each Other. All right. I will go first. Okay. So one thing I miss and that I think was fun when you're dating, it was going to parties. Parties were way more fun because you never knew who you were going to make out with. 
And like I met Nick at a party, so obviously like I love parties. But now I'm just like not. I'm like I go to a party for like an hour and a half, two hours. I'm like okay, this party. Like I go to parties for the food now. Yes, <laughs> which is an you know another great aspect of parties. But but yeah, I don't go a little like, less exciting. I know I was like such a party girl. I like loved going to parties. But I have to say one thing that you should enjoy about dating and being single that's really fun is just enjoy how much fun it is to go to a parties because. It feels like anything could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah. Um, So, okay. For me, I missed the period of time when we had just started working on This Is Why You're Single stuff and I was single because it made dating so much more fun. Like I was like, oh, this is just material. Yeah. You had like a reason to date. So that's like actually a good trick if you aren't enjoying dating anymore. Maybe you need to like start a blog or a secret Twitter account. Yeah. Like have a creative outlet. Yeah, I have a friend, Melissa, and she started this Twitter called The Princess and the P, and they have like 30,000 followers, and they like text back like, like it's like text from her and her friend back and forth about talking about dating. And like, I think it like made dating for them more fun. Yeah, and we have so many listeners that send us screenshots of their text messages that we then read on our podcast that are very entertaining. You guys could take those text messages and do your own thing, tweet them, Instagram them. Yeah, because that, that made dating fun when yeah. you had like, you knew you were going to be like using it for some yeah. fun material. And I felt kind of empowered by making it, turning bad situations into like funny stories. So it made you enjoy dating more? Yeah, it did. All right. So my number two, I have dressing up. It was so fun to dress sexier when you're single and like kind of own your sexuality. Now I kind of like, I kind of, like I still dress funky, but a little bit, I just notice I'm a little bit more conservative because I honestly just like don't want like the attention and like turning people down sucks when they, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't want to be like turning all these people down. It's no fun. You have to tone down your hotness. I had to tone down my hotness when I got married because I just like all the unwanted attention. (laughs) I mean... I do get what you mean though. Like, I miss dressing a little sexy. Right. And like on days when you're like, oh, like I look good today. Yeah. It feels less wasted. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Like I, I feel kind of like dumb if I'm going to wear like, you know, like some like push up bra and like have my like cleavage. Cause it's like, what, who am I, if I'm not like on a date with Nick, you know, like who am right. I doing this for? Like, come on. I'm or even gonna- if I am seeing Ian, it's like, well, yeah, but like an yeah. hour ago, you saw me in my pajamas and I look like crap. So you're, that's probably, you're seeing a version of the, those two images when you look at me. Yeah, I do. I miss, I miss dressing sexy because it's really fun and empowering to be sexy. But now it's kind of like, all right, I'm mean, just like, it's fun to do it for myself, but you are still getting like this attention anyways. But when you're single, you like legit have a reason to kind of like turn it on. And I, I enjoyed that. Okay. Um, well, my next reason is similar to your party reason. It, I think it makes like bar hopping more fun too when you're single because it's like the excitement of like talking to new people. Like at any, like you could be waiting online for the bathroom, you could be waiting online for a drink. And like now, as a person in a relationship, I'm just waiting online for a drink. But when I was single, it was like someone might talk to me. I might marry someone that I talk to while I'm waiting for my wine. You never know. You know, and now if somebody starts to talk to me, I'm like, oh, I'm like cringing the whole time. Like, I know where this is going. I know where this is going. Just stop wasting your time. You're like, I have a boyfriend. How soon should I tell you this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Okay, so my number three, I'm going to fun up you with this one. I miss having the best stories at brunch. Bad date or good date stories are some of the best stories to have at brunch. And now people are like, oh, like, oh my God, like, Laura, like, what stuff, juicy stuff have you been up to? It's like, well, uh, I walked my dog, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like mm-hmm. I don't have, I miss having the best stories at brunch and people love a good dating story. And now I don't have as many good dating stories. Yeah. Agreed. I feel the same way. Like, I'll try to tell a story about Nick, but then my friends always, like, they always roll their eyes. They're like, oh, okay, well, you're married. You're fine. Yeah, like, you can't have problems. You can't have problems. You're married. <laughs> Which isn't true. But not like, true. It's not true. But, like, they just don't want to hear. I don't think they want to hear them as much. Yeah. They, they've, they're, like, they feel like they're on the island trying to get to land, and I'm on the land. And it's not, it's not true, but I just... I almost feel like I can't like waste their time. They have their, they have, right. the, they have the more exciting drama at brunch, you know? Right. Yeah. Give them their spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to fun up you now. I like that phrase. Thank you for coming up with it. Yeah. Um, my text messages 
similar. My text messages were like, oh, getting text messages were so exciting. Like when you would get like the ding on your phone when you were waiting for a new person to text you, it's like, oh my God, everything around me has to stop. I have to like look at this. Now you know who the pings are from. They're from probably me, your mom, or Ian. That's literally exactly correct. (laughs) Top three. And, you know, I love Ian, but like when I get a text from him, it's like, well, yeah, he's texting me. We have to like figure out what we're doing for dinner. (laughs) It's not exciting. Yeah. So I miss that. I miss the excitement of a new text message. Yeah, I get that. All right, you ready for my number four? Yes. I'm going to fun up you with this fun one. Fun up me. It's a little similar to my number two, but I promise it's different. Looking good. When you're single, like you're not going to leave the house looking like a schlub because you never know who you'll run into. I wasn't as good at this when I was single. Like I have friends that won't go to the grocery store like without makeup on. I, I, I like run around. I'm, I wasn't like that crazy about it. But now I notice like I will legit like walk around Williamsburg in yoga clothes half the week Um. And like, but now I, I notice this about myself and I'm like starting to change it. So I've started to work on like getting ready before I leave the house simply because it makes me feel more confident mm-hmm. and I want to like just feel like the best version of myself. I don't want to feel like some like schlub that like just rolls out of bed and Nick can't really understand this. So like we wake up and we're like going to walk the dog together and I'm like, I need 10 minutes to get ready. Okay. Try to ask any friend, you know, any girl, could you know a girl that can get ready in 10 minutes? No, no. So that's not a lot that's to minimum. ask for. That's not a lot. That's not a lot to ask for. He's like, "What? Why? We're just like walking the dog." And I'm like, "I need ten minutes to put some makeup on and like throw my hair in a ponytail and put like like legit normal clothes on." But he wants me to like roll out in like my pajamas to walk the dog for an hour. And I'm like, "Look, I want to feel like a human now as I go into the world." So I've started to do this because when you're single, you do you you like put yourself together before you present yourself to the world because you never know like what hot guy you're going to run into. I identify with that. I feel like I I use that excuse a lot to justify laziness a little bit, but it's it's like like if on a Saturday morning we want bagels, I'm like you could go and leave right now or I could go in 15 minutes from now because I have to put on deodorant, wash my face. Like men look the same more or less. They could roll out of bed. They look the same. It's just, it's harder I, for women. We have like longer hair. I got to brush yeah. my hair. Like there's just like stuff. I mean, actually right now his hair is longer than mine, but this, that's not normally the case. <laughs> but anyways, I, I'm, I just want to feel like the best version of myself. So I'm trying to change this because yeah, when I'm single, I'd make more of an effort. Right. And now I, I, I need, I just want to do that more often. I, I feel yeah. better. It makes you feel better. It really does. Okay, what are you fun-upping me with now? Okay, so my thing is also similar to my last reason. It's, um, I, as we mentioned earlier, I was a very witty texter. You are. Um, and I felt like I had really like honed that skill. I was really working that muscle for a long time when I was single. And I feel like my my wit has fallen off a bit. Hmm. You know, I, I miss getting to like witty banter back and forth with someone yeah well you you really have to be on all the time when you're texting a new person that you're dating you had to be witty and charming and you would show me your text i was like you are so good at this these are all so funny and what's funny is like how we were talking about my boss earlier he was like so annoyed he was like i hate that women like expect you to be like witty and go back and forth like i just can't do that i don't enjoy doing that and i was like wow i love doing that yeah you do so it was it was a gift oh yeah, I guess. A yeah. gift that is now going to waste. Did you feel like your funniest self during the single years? I kind of did. I felt like that was my thing. Everybody has an angle. Yeah. You know, that was mine. That was a good one. All right. My last one that I'm going to fun up you with. One thing that was so fun during the dating years that I hope my friends will appreciate if they're single and dating is PDA. I really, really, really miss hot PDA. I love making out in bars. I love making out on street corners. I'm like, is it is voyeuristic the right word? No, that's the that would be if you wanted to watch people doing it. No, I I just love some like I love like a hot tonguey makeout session on like a street corner at night. Well, you people could do by. that. You I could c- do that as a married woman. Nick won't do it. Mm. I, I mean, maybe I can. Maybe he'll listen to this podcast and start just like grab me on a street corner and like make out with me or like in a hot bar. But I love it's it. It's still not the same though as when you're single and you like just met the person that day. I know it's so fun. It's just so like all the butterflies and you're just like it's like you can't control yourself. You can't even like wait to get back home. But like you know, I think if you 
if you like keep the spark alive in your relationships and like work on keeping things like hot and sexy, you can still have like a hot street makeup. I think that'd be like yeah. nothing hotter being like married for a few years and still like being so passionate that you like have a hot makeout session in a bar. I'd be so into that. I actually just went to a wedding yesterday where in their vows, they said like, I knew that you were the person for me when I was uh, comfortable sucking face with you in a cheap chicken joint. Oh, so, see, that's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, and I bet that never happens anymore. I bet they don't make out in like a KFC or wherever they were. I get it. <laughs> that's a I get purely it. first date thing. I don't take it personally. Nick's very like cares what other people like around him think he's very like polite he's a polite person it's mm-hmm. like maybe not the most polite thing to be like making out in a bar like of pe- course people sometimes don't want to see that no. but it while it may not be polite and i appreciate that he's like a polite person he's not going to be that person at a bar that's like uh, like yelling things and like you know like yeah like, like he'll, he'll never get in a bar fight like i'll never see well, that good, good. yeah it, but like like but yeah sometimes like the things you love the most about people are also the things you're like oh but i wish you would let it go for this one <laughs> time you don't you know don't be so polite that you won't <laughs> suck my face but i get i'm with once again nick and i are similar like it's definitely something that like i was totally cool and fine with like on a first date especially if like i had been drinking but like now i'd be like no get go away i would love to get drunk and just like have a hot make out because nick's so hot i always want to make out with him all right anyways, all right well i you, hope nick listens i hope he to does this podcast i really hope he does too i would love to suck your face whoa in public <laughs> all right my final fun up although i don't know if i can fun up that one uh is that uh, tinder was just a really fun way to waste your time and who do you have to thank for that laura lane laura lane put tinder on my phone and my phone was never the same again <laughs> true that it's just like hey i'm on the subway i have service i can date like that's way better than playing like ruzzle i don't even know what that is it's a word game it's no. all right but it's not as fun as tinder all right uh this is why this is why yeah, people. This is why it's fun being single. Oh, there you go. There <laughs> you go. It, it is fun. So I hope all of these things that, that we loved about being single and that we loved about dating, I hope they inspire you to find the fun in your dating life. Um, and I hope we cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Uh, guys, check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook is available on Audible if you would like to listen to us read it to you. Yep, and you can also get hooked up with some discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and codes, go to our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social media because we're millennials, so follow us on Instagram and Twitter at your single show. Um, our personals are at Sparadactyl. I'm at Laura Lane on Twitter and I'm Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. Yep. And please like and subscribe to the show on iTunes if you have some time. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a HeadGum Podcast.